Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Drone Brothers, Alice, home. Morgan Hebron, dedicating this, obviously, Morgan, because right now all of our kids are eating burgers. They Morgan, don't deserve that. No, Wagyu <laughs> it's called, right? They're yeah. very high quality, way too high quality for kids. I can't believe we're doing this. Best, they'll only get one good one. Okay, and then you'll go back to Market Basket. Those losers, for those losers. Me and Alice have been rocking and rolling uh, ribeyes. Oh, it's so good. All right, Alice. FYI, we've had an incident. We've had an incident? What does that mean? I love this song. Peter's dancing, even. Okay, this is the the news, Alice. Okay, it happened again. A dog. How did you know? Well, because you had been talking about how that keeps happening to you, and you think about it all the time. This time, I walked where I always walk, like the old walk, the short walk that's just Mm -hmm. around this neighborhood, kind of you know, under three miles down by the high school. Yeah, like that loop exactly. Okay, and yeah, it it yeah, it happened again. This time, it was a like a. What's the wiener dogs? Those not the wiener dogs. Not a little dog. No, <laughs> um, um, the big brown dogs. They're good looking dogs. They kind of got like a red eyes. Big brown dogs. There's a Doberman. No, no, no. There's a there's a famous uh, photog who I think it lives in Boston, who has them like sitting on couches and all sorts of. Um, all sorts of ways. Is there, a kind is it, of bulldog. No, it's not dog? a bulldog. It's a. It's a really good. It's a really Saint Bernard. No, no, no. It's not a ridiculous dog. It's a very short hair, brown, sleek, big dog. Um, come on, you guys. What is it called? I the don't dogs know. that sit in couches. Dogs that sit on couches. The dog that yeah the the 
dogs that <laughs> sit on The couches. only sleek brown dog I can think of oh, is a chocolate lab, but I'm like no, really no, basic. No, no, no. This one's a... I don't know. Dogs that sit on couches. Come on. This is... These dogs... Dang it. This is going to hurt because somebody's going to get it. Guys, you okay. know that famous photographer. They're brown dogs. They're short hair. They're good looking dogs. They're, they're probably a rich person's dog. I was in a rich person's okay. neighborhood. So anyway, this dog, I'm going to think of this dog. This this dog, I, I always walk here. I've never had a problem. Right. And so Except with geese. This dog Not comes dogs. with a geese, goose over there, yeah. This <laughs> dog comes charging from behind the house. He wants again, I think there's an electric fence, whatever, electric, invisible fence. Yeah, I hate he that though stops. because you don't know and I don't trust yeah, those. But at least it wasn't a long run. Like he was stopping. But then he followed me. He's on a hill and mm -hmm. somebody, there's a row of houses. He followed me across four different lawns. Oh, I don't like that. No, and this is him. <laughs> and he's following me. I'm walking, he's walking parallel to me. No. That means they don't have it between the properties. Too. No, I guess not. Or he like didn't care. I don't know. But it's so weird to be singled out. Like this keeps happening. <laughs> they sense an energy. I think they do. It's and it's the weirdest thing. Do you remember? We had a neighbor in one of our past places where we live that somehow attracted bad vibes from dogs, including yeah. our dog that was like the sweetest dog that had never it was a greyhound who had never harmed yes. a human in her life like squirrels yes humans no and like never even like barked at anybody bit her oh yeah do you remember that yeah, some she had people an, she just had an give off energy. like bad dog energy i don't know what it is and her feelings were really hurt because she's one of those people that believes like dogs know how good a person you are. So if like animals don't love you, then there must be something wrong with you. Right. But I just I do think there's like an energy thing that dogs pick up on. Doesn't mean you're a bad person, obviously. But something something that you give off dogs pick up that's like some kind of pheromone that they don't like. I yeah. Don't know. Okay. Why Moraner? Why Moraner? Why Moraners? You know what a Why Moraner is? It's a brown dog, handsome dog. They they they've been Isn't all over. That... Okay. It's a big dog, but they're they're nice dogs. Okay. So anyway, I don't know what it is. Morgan feels that wasn't a very serious bark in your video. No, he wasn't. I mean, the Weimaraner's not a. And it's he not wasn't like, like the, the one at the market basket that wanted to kill the people. The one at the market basket was different. He was showing his <laughs> teeth close to us, trying to get out of a car next to us. That guy was ready to go. The guy um, who went after me the other day, he was tith pissed off at me when he was mm -hmm. you know a few hundred yards away and remained angry but he wasn't like the teeth weren't going but he was like he had a he had a problem with me he had a beef yeah. with me there's no doubt and this guy was kind of like that too i this this guy was didn't feel first of all this dog was so well dressed he had like a coat on and stuff <laughs> i thought like I, I don't think this dog's probably been trained or whatever but he still had an issue with me and and he followed me through other yards he like mm -hmm. wanted to make sure i got out of his block like, yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. I did feel really pleased. We might have this might have happened. We might have talked about it on the podcast. I don't remember, but we have a neighbor who complained about Pepper going and bothering their yes. dog. And Pepper has a problem with dogs, but not generally humans. No, Pepper's very good with humans. She gets clawed. Yeah, actually, I wonder. If, I think she heard this. Oh, 
Hey, Pepper, come here. Come here. Um. <laughs> I do think her hearing's going in her old age. Anyway. Anyway, but they had a problem with Pepper, like, running toward their dog that they also let loose. Trump away, Pepper. Just kidding. But Pepper had a problem with their dog and didn't injure the dog because they came. The guy chased Pepper with a shovel. Yeah. And I was upset. And then, you know, I said to him, because he was like, she attacked our dog and all this stuff. And so I immediately was like... Oh my gosh, she attacked your dog? That's terrible. We'll obviously pay for any vet bills or anything. Yeah. Like whatever. And there were no vet bills forthcoming, which means but, Pepper but, didn't but, attack their but dog. Was, but then but then But hold a few on. Mo- but what was forthcoming? What was forthcoming? Who do we have a chat with after that? Oh, the police. Of course. Yes, that the police bitch, showed up. Grown man, then after he already confronted Alice, then called the cops on us for good yeah, measure. And Pepper had her license in order and everything. Fortunately, so there was no further it's issue. Freaking town, man. But yeah, no, I know. But then those were the same people. Do you remember this? The guy that chased Pepper with a shovel and mm-hmm. called the cops on us. Their dog lunged at Anson when we were walking down the street on the sidewalk and terrified him. Was he on a leash? No, was really? loose in their yard. Jesus. And they had a newer dog, and it attacked Anson. I mean, attacked. It didn't like bite yeah. him or anything, but. He, I mean, he screamed in the neighborhood in a way that was not like it scared the owner. And it was funny because and it wasn't uh, he's still saved in my phone as Mike in the blue house because I insisted he give me his number because right um, he was so adamant that Pepper had mauled his dog. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, you have to contact me right away. Let me know, like, if there's any vet bills or anything. And of course, nothing because Pepper didn't maul anything. Anyway, uh, long story short, yeah, it was not Mike in the Blue House, but it was Mike's wife in the Blue House who... Um, it's not, it can't be the guy who's the listener. No. No, it's not. But, um, yeah. There, so their dog also lunged at our kid. And did we call the cops or Their dog also anything? used to like, no. relieve himself on our other neighbors, whatever. Anyway. Or lawn, yeah. People, anyway. Dogs the first don't bring out people, the best in people. Most. I don't understand, though, like... The first people, like you obviously have an unruly dog, but the first people right. to like go to the police and chase your dog with a shovel and yell at you are like the same people who have dogs that run all over the place and are like yeah. totally people running are terrible. amok. People are terrible. I mean, you saw, we saw from COVID, just that people are terrible. Judgmental, self-important. And to call the cops after that, what about when the people saw our, our, our little guy in our front lawn? And you know, followed him up to the house? Followed him up to the house. Yeah, because we talked about that on this podcast. Had, I've had more time to he, he think had about snuck it. Out and they all lectured us, and they wouldn't let us go. He was he said, in our yard. Yes, he was in our yard, our front yard. But he was three or whatever. And Which, so they, granted, like, we lived near a busy street, but sure, yes. but he wasn't in the street. But it's fine. They all lectured us, and all you know kept saying no because it's really important. Or else, there's three of us who noticed we wouldn't have done this if they were. And they left, and they also then called the police on us. Yeah, Fuck and us. I've thought about that in the years since, and you and I have talked about this. Next time, I'm calling the cops. Back on them. 
well, I'm saying, yes, I need you to go visit them because I think it's really weird. I'm going to call the police right back and say, I'm filing yeah, a police report this, against these weird and creepy adults yeah. who followed my child who was playing in our yard up to the door of our house and followed him and made him un- very uncomfortable. And I want them investigated and I want their names I'm, and license plate numbers I'm totally on the record the, the problem, that they follow the children. And those of you who don't have kids yet, believe me, 11 out of the 13 biggest regrets in my life are times that involved people ratting me out about my kids or lecturing mm-hmm. me about my kids in malls or stores, whatever. Like when I walked 15 feet away from my daughter who was like at Home Goods, who was in the stroller and to, to check something out. And a woman said, like, goes over and comforts her. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. It's okay, sweetie. <laughs> and I said, um, are you okay? And she said, I, I bet your mother wouldn't leave it like that. And I said, she's fine. She's fine. Not, and then another woman said, kids get taken all the time. Because I had to go and bring one. I had three kids with me. I had to take one down the escalator at a time because they were all afraid to do it. Right. So the two others <laughs> waited at the top. And so she waited at the bottom holding my two kids' hands just to lecture me and let her. I, I talked to Michael Graham about this, my friend. And, and he said that you should have called the cops immediately. You should always call the cops immediately. Always. Yeah, get call them the on cops their hind right back end, on them. On their hind legs so that they're like, whoa, whoa, no, I'm not a pervert. I'm not doing this. So, guys, if you don't have kids yet. And you're thinking of, or you have young kids, get ready. Get your, have an action plan for when somebody pulls right. this crap because you got to make the world a better place. That lady with the escalators, mm-hmm. I gave it to her. I mean, I certainly was going to have it. I was, I was telling her to back off and, like, you know, no kids don't get, nobody's going to the, nobody's going to this JCPenney to either buy um, new Calphalon frying pans or take a kid. I <laughs> know. It's almost never strangers that take your kid. Almost never. <clears throat> yes. Oh, that's why Amber Alert is like such a farce. Well, yeah. Amber Alert is almost always like non-custodial parents. Right. All right. Should we get to this Matt Gates audio? Yeah. Let's talk Matt Gates because this is controversial. He is getting pushback on this. Go ahead. What I could tell you is like for every Karen we lose, there's a there's a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement. And that abodes well for our ability to be more diverse and to be more durable as we head into what I could tell you. Thoughts on that? I mean, I think that it's less a moral lecture on the wonders of diversity and more just a factual statement of the way that the like MAGA populist movement has been trending, right? Because this is just actually true that Trump and the GOP have been gaining in well, yes, but true, but but the controversy lower class minority communities and they've been losing white Karens, the, the right? They've been losing along, upper middle class white women. The controversy is not along the validity of the statement; it's along the stereotyping. Well, and people are saying that it's like you're no better than the DEI people celebrating how diverse your <clears throat> movement is. Well, that would be the the attack from the right, I assume. Well, that is the attack from the right. So Matt, um, sorry, yeah, Matt Walsh, I'm getting confused because it's Matt Walsh or Matt Gates. He said, this is totally indistinguishable from far left DEI racial politics, extremely embarrassing for Matt Gates. What a brilliant political strategy. Let's explicitly insult and alienate the majority of our voting base for the sake of a demographic that's guaranteed to vote for the other party in huge majorities, <coughs> literally no matter what we say or do. <coughs> sorry, wrong one. That's some more GOP political genius. <clears throat> And Christina Pusha said, also not a strategy for winning votes. Why would any politician be happy to lose the support of white women? His own district in Northwest Florida is mostly white people. But even if someone was yeah, running in Miami implies- where there's Julio's, <clears throat> it's not cool to be dismissive about losing supporters. Yeah, but <clears throat> I find them to be humorous in this thing. 
you know, a Karen implies a pain in the ass lady, the kind of people who call the cops on you. That's who the Karen is. I don't, I don't see the, the, I think what he said is kind of funny. I don't see the problem with it. You know, you know, I, I guarantee you, I know progressives, the same progressives who told me, who I used to work with at the Herald, who told me that they were attacked by Trump people and said, you need to tell the publishers that it's, so you can get it in the paper. And they were never attacked by any Trump people. Never happened. <laughs> but those same people would tell me to with a straight face, I have uh, seven of my best friends are Spa uh, Hispanic and they're all named Steve and uh, Tom. <laughs> they would say that because no, that is not a dangerous stereotype. No, what that Hispanic people are named Julio, right? Of course. Well, because Isn't they would Juan one of like the biggest names in the United States. Yeah, of course, of course. And so yeah, there are a lot of Hispanic Julios, and there are a lot of black Jamals. There aren't too many white Jamals. I don't think there are. And the Hispanic vote has been moving right in recent years, right? So and like the suburban white women have been moving left. That's why I feel like I don't feel that this is like a MAGA DEI initiative. I feel that it's like an observation that it's yeah, okay to let the moms who are transing their kids know that you don't care what they think. That's my opinion. I mean, like, that's how I see it, kind of. I think, like, Matt Walsh is wrong on well, this that's one. that's interesting. Because we happen to know a lot of, uh, like, white suburban Karens. Yes. And... You know, a lot of them are lovely people, but they'll be the first to sign their kid up for like gender surgeries and chemical castration and sign your kid up probably too. Um, you know, and, and I think that's the thing because a lot of a lot of those type of people, even the ones that have traditionally been Republican, are more like Charlie Baker type Republicans. Like they're like, I like lower taxes and what Trump did for the economy, but you know they're scared about losing abortion and yeah and like <clears throat> the right to trans their kids and other stuff like that right right you know and i think the difference is that you know th i think there are to use matt gates's turn of phrase i think there are a lot of jamals and julios who are not into dei and like affirmative action and guilt for your whiteness and stuff and there's a lot of white karens who are yeah, I have no problem. It, it, it's a, it's obviously a, a a manufactured troll. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. But I have no. It, it's like it's kind of constructive bleep stirring, because there is a debate to have. Right. He's wrapped it in touchy um, imagery, you mm -hmm. know, because Jamal and Julio and Karen are involved. Although it is said by Matt, and there is no uh, no other thing than a white Matt. I'm pretty but sure. But doesn't he have um like some adopted like afro it was like latinx years old. like yeah, son you don't ask about that anymore <laughs> you don't ask about that he's got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> i know um but like i actually think and i tend to almost always agree with matt walsh but i i tend to think that like matt walsh is a little off on this actually mm -hmm. you know so do I. I um and i and i don't think it's like a dei initiative thing no I don't know, but I thought you were taking his side on it. I thought you said that you thought that the Karen is more likely to be into... Um... No, I'm taking Matt Gates's side, not Matt oh, Walsh's side. Oh, you are? Okay. Side. Not oh. Matt Walsh's side. I'm criticizing Matt Walsh on it. Okay, but I thought you, you were like uh, similarly acknowledging the nuance of his argument. <clears throat> no, I, I think I'm with Matt Gates. I don't think it... I think it's okay to lose voters and Christina Pushaw being like, why would you celebrate losing voters? I think it's okay to lose voters if they like want things that are bad 
So are you going to condemn Matt Patrick Gates? Bet David yeah. and Vivek Ramaswamy? Yes, extremely racist. Very racist. So what Even more racist than Matt Gates. <coughs> so we talked we had talked about the Babylon B story. Babylon B had a headline saying that Trump was gonna make Vivek his uh the manager of the White House seven eleven. Right. And everyone was horribly offended. So Patrick Bet David then goes with his co-host to a 7-Eleven. Potter, what are you doing? See, this is a dream. When you make money, you get to afford to buy some high-end type of food. And nothing says more high-end than hot dogs at 7-Eleven. And if you've had this, you know how great this is. How are you feeling, Eric? Ten feet tall and bulletproof. <laughs> oh, that mustard. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Ah! does look damn good too and so uh, that's that's retweeted by Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy saying thank you for coming and don't forget to grab a slurpee obviously a nod to the Simpsons and although mm-hmm. it's slushy in the Simpsons I think but um so uh yeah and he's all- made a couple jokes about it Newsweek reached out to him for comment when he made a joke about it are you saying that it's right. not you know I believe in the intersectional <laughs> tables both Patrick Bet David and Vivek are allowed to make these jokes yeah, I don't know. Is Patrick Bet David's exact demographic the Seven Eleven demographic? Like, is he allowed well, to make Seven Eleven? He's Iranian. Jokes? Okay. So he's not. Okay. He's per- but you're allowed. They've got their own stuff. Stuff they're allowed to make it up. Okay. Them, uh, yeah, throwing gays off buildings. That's you're allowed to hit him on that. Okay. Um, but so I have no, pro- no zero problem with this. I think the people need to lighten up about all this stuff. Yeah, and I hope. People like Vivek can get them to lighten up because there were a bunch of people, even like right wing people who were like, you're better than this Babylon Bee. This is like, you know, this is a misfire. This isn't right. And maybe if Vivek could show that it's not hurting his feelings, they can like acknowledge that it's okay to make jokes. Sometimes I think people forget what like being offended is. Uh, Well, totally. Do you know what I mean? Like offended is when like, somebody says your mom's a whore and like you get that feeling in you yes. that's like angry and upset and hurt right, right? like there's nobody's because actually because- a- hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's visceral. It's not that right. you were trained to be. It's not right. necessarily it comes from a place not really of your own belief system. It's actually feeling a visceral discomfort right and like anger right yeah but i mean isn't that the problem here that we academia and just culture teaches everybody build and find all your little um all your little um uh 
discomfort silos. You can build mm-hmm. anyone that you want that you well, can right. tether yourself to. Well, but it not only wants you to create an identity out of being offended, but it wants you to feign offense where there wasn't right. any. Right? Literally nobody felt that feeling of rage and humiliation because the Babylon Bee made a joke about Vivek and Trump in a 7-Eleven at the White House. Right. Nobody actually did. Nobody experienced that feeling. It was right. not a thing. Just like nobody experienced that feeling when the Boston Herald put a Chinese food container on the cover in a story about Chinese food. Right. But like much with that, with that comedian who got Apu like erased, mm-hmm. there is a currency and a different separate warm feeling about getting to be offended. And it's a sure sign of weakness. Like, right. Vivek Ramaswamy, you can call him a uh, 7-Eleven guy all day. Yeah, he's he not insecure. Care. He's got a billion dollars. Yeah, he's got like eighteen thousand businesses going. He's one of the most articulate politicians we've ever had. Maybe the most. Talk about mm-hmm. like rate of speed and quality of content mixed together. The guy is incredibly talented. You can call him that all day. Yeah, and his feelings aren't hurt. Right. And so other people now going out and having their feelings hurt on his behalf. Is what's so bizarre. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm not for, I'm not down with uh, like the whole like be a hard bro uh, Andrew Tate thing. It's just like, it's, mm-hmm. it seems humorless to me. But I'm for a degree of it. Yeah. And like, I'm for, there comes a time where you need to tell people to suck at the F up. And the, this is the people who the people who create these rules of who's allowed to say what about who and what mm-hmm. these are not happy people they're not no and they're angry about something and so what they're doing instead of enjoying life is saying okay i want to find a reason to be a bully and the best way for me to do that is to pretend that i'm standing up for somebody else who's helpless more helpless than me mm-hmm. Which would be anybody named Jamal or Juan, uh, or Julio. Julio, they would feel, because they, deep down they feel that Jamal and Julio are lesser than. Because mm-hmm. Jamal and Julio don't like them, didn't grow up in a huge house like them, go to Amherst College like them, and uh, don't have all the, 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 um, the Canada goose jacket like them. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if Jamal and Julio, you know, they just don't know like how to... Ha- be the things like me because mm-hmm. they just don't have it. So I'm going to protect them because they yeah. need protecting from me. Whereas Jamali and Julio probably don't need protect your protection and hate you, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it reminds me, there's that great movie, One, Two, Three. It's like one of my favorite movies. Um, and it's like in uh, Berlin when it's like East and West Berlin and whatever, and it's like a Coca-Cola executive and his daughter tries to go out with this communist and um the the uh girl she gives the housekeeper her fur coat and everybody comes on the housekeeper and she's wearing this like huge fur coat and they're like what are you doing and she goes well um whatever his name is the like communist boyfriend says that nobody should have two fur coats until everybody has one <laughs> and, and, like she's given her the coat and it's just like such an insane thing to do but that's the way the left thinks is they think that poor people should just act and be more like them it's like the paris hilton stop being poor shirt oh is that a real thing yeah Did paris hilton that? wore a shirt that said stop oh, being that's great. poor but it's like the perfect 
that's like the encapsulation of like the left wing understanding of the universe, right? Uh, should we talk a little bit of New Hampshire and Nikki Haley? Ugh. Yeah, I know I you're so. bored by it, but anyway, Steve Kornacki tweeted out today, there's a new Suffolk NBC Boston Globe poll of New Hampshire. Trump at 50, Haley at 36, DeSantis at six. Ooh, what happened to that three points? Uh, yeah, I mean, that that has not been replicated. I mean, and you expect, you expect in polls for there to be outliers because you're taking like 200 people, right? And the right. idea is that... The idea is not that there's not uncertainty in there. The idea is that you, if you have an actually random sample, then you know how uncertain you are, right? Because you know that if you pick any random 200 people in New Hampshire a thousand times, that like 95% of those samples will be within a couple points of the actual the actual results so if you have if you do 20 polls you expect at least one of them to be outside the margin of error because you've collected these random samples so anyway i think that poll that had them very close was an outlier i think trump is gonna hit 50 in new hampshire also in my opinion yeah um i think new hampshire likes trump a lot i think he picked up some of those christie voters i mean i i think I don't know if you agree with this, but I don't think even though Christie was very never Trump, I don't know that his voters were all very never Trump. No, I think that they saw him as Romney with an attitude. Yeah, I mean, I and I think the New Hampshire voters are moderates, but I think they like bombastic guy who tells it like it is politics. And I think Trump and Christie are that to a lot of people. Yes. Right. So I think if that's your primary issue is like, I want a big loud guy on stage, truth telling to these idiots in the media, if that's your issue, then, you know, Christie might be your first choice and you might go to Trump. I think he got some of those votes, despite the fact that the media thinks that and they did this in 2016, too. They just, like, added up all the non-Trump candidates, and they were like, see, 52% of the voters want somebody other than Trump. And then people dropped out, and Trump got more votes. Right. And it was like they couldn't comprehend that, like, some of the people voting for other people had Trump as a second choice. So, anyway, so I think that's part of what happened uh, to Nikki Haley there. I... I mean, like, I think she's going to beat DeSantis in New Hampshire, certainly. But okay, I, then she gets to say, but I think again, Trump over fifty. Okay, so that means then that it's that, a two-person race, and we've got a month until South Carolina, which is mm-hmm. February twenty-fourth. Um, and so she hangs around for a month. You think? No. Uh, Byron York, who's a big Never Trumper, tweeted today, GOP donor class alert. Big Nikki Haley donor says he'll hold off contributions. Um till after next week's primary if she doesn't get traction in new hampshire you don't throw money down a rat hole this is from the financial times today one of nikki haley's billionaire backers has warned he may withhold further support for her presidential candidacy unless she has a strong showing in next week's republican primary in new hampshire ken lango and co-founder of u.s retail chain home depot said he was prepared to give haley a nice sum of money but may wait until after tuesday's primary ballot before making a major gift if she doesn't get traction in new hampshire you don't throw money down a rat hole lango and told the financial times right yeah that's so, harsh yeah. but it's, um on the democratic side allison mm-hmm. um democratic side well actually isn't there oh no no you know uh, Cindy Adams writes in the post, don't be shocked if Michelle Obama sneaks her way into the 2024 race. Biden won't defeat, can't, our codger in chief. Uh, Biden won't debate, 
can't, our car journey chief can't even read the pre-written script in front of him fast enough to pronounce the words. So forget him, which most of us already have. Coming back now, Obama, not him, her. We've heard this drum beat for a while. Now it's louder. Plans are to grab Michelle for the Democratic presidency choice. Making the music is Barack, the orchestra leader. Michelle says mm-hmm. she's terrified Trump will win. No casual burp was programmed. She sent a survey to Dem Biggies asking their feelings about her candidacy. Hmm. Obama's quietly angling for Joe to go. He's weaseled up to this for a few weeks. Miles aren't talking, but Miles are knowing. Over one mm-hmm. year ago, summer of 22, she was in New York City meeting with several big hedge CEOs and said, I am running. I am asking for your support. The Obamas are now nudging to force slow-mo Joe to go. Drop out. It's like, who else is there? Uh, so there we go. There we go. The thing about Michelle Obama is she polls well, but she may suck at this. Yeah, she's never been a politician. And actually, when she was stumping for Brock, she sucked at it. I agree. I she mean, they, she's got rave reviews. The people in The View obviously thought it was the greatest thing in the world. But Well, eh. yeah, but and since then, she's only had fawning coverage from everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But that's the thing, is that that's why she's a perfect one to like sneak in after the convention. Yeah, I guess so. Because but- there's no vetting. You do something like super sympathetic to get Joe out, right? And then... What's that super th- sympathetic thing going to be? It has to be like a health thing or he dies or like a hunter family thing so they can prop up like the decent family man wanted to save the country from Trump again. We must carry on his like, work. Like you can't approach Tony Blinken or Jeff, whatever his name is, the chief of staff for Biden. Mm-hmm. And not get this pitch right, because then they make it public, and then Biden can't go anywhere. Right. I mean, yeah, you almost have to, I feel like they have to force Biden out somehow, but make it sound sympathetic. Well, Garland can do that with Hunter. Yeah. So Biden could do that with Hunter, too, probably. Yeah, but they, I mean, yeah, because he's convinced himself he's saving democracy, right? That's the thing he says. (laughs) I mean, but that's like what when people leak stuff about him, they'll say things like, oh, like he believes he has to run again, even though he's super old because he's the only person who's beat Trump before. And it's like so important to our democracy that he do it again and all this stuff. Or you could also say that in order to to, uh, implement all of the initiatives that are sown within uh, Build Back Better uh, agenda in the in the. uh, Inflationary Reduction Act, etc. He, he would need confident eight years of Democratic rule in the White House, and so since he's going to be, he's out in four years, then he needs somebody who could be there for eight years. Meanwhile, you give um, you give uh, Kamala the um, the University of California um, presidency, that UCLA, UC Berkeley, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a big wig job in California. I think you, you get a jet and everything. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing I wanted to mention before we do the hotline Mm -hmm. um, is just this incredible media story. Did you see this? I sent us this today. This is from Axios. Supporters of former President Donald Trump cite his economic record as a reason to vote for him. But that's a bit puzzling. Why it matters. Trump's economic record is only good if you leave off what happened from March of 2020 to the end of his administration. (laughs) <laughs> Any happened? No. no. 
I don't know. Zoom in. When the pandemic hit, the jobless rate was soared to a record 14.8%, a level not seen since the Great Depression. The rate did come down a bit after that, but when Trump left office, there were fewer jobs in the country than when he got there. The first time that's happened since Herbert Hoover was president, honey. There were long lines at food pantries. Gas prices fell a lot to 177 a gallon, something both the former president and his supporters note. But that was because the country was on lockdown and demand for gas plummeted. Trump supporters may just be giving him a pass on the pandemic economy. I mean, really? Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. And nothing else is uh, tethered to reality. Might as well. <laughs> Trump was never president. Don't you remember when Trump had record high unemployment? Trump invaded Ukraine. <laughs> might as well. Insanity. Seriously, might as well. Uh, if you say right now that seriously Trump was behind the invasion of Ukraine, <laughs> half of Democrats would immediately say, "Yeah, oh, obviously, yeah, yes. No, they do think that because they think Trump was in bed with Putin. Right. Um, I just want to take a couple of seconds out to... Talk about my man, Javier Millier, mm -hmm. who went to the World Economic Forum and put on a clinic on capitalism, <laughs> libertarianism. And ambition for power, undermine libertarianism, opening doors to socialism, and potentially condemning us to poverty, misery, and stagnation. Translated by AI, by the way. Because it yeah. should never be observed that socialism is always and everywhere impoverishing, failed in all countries where attempted. It was a failure economically, it was a failure socially, it was a failure culturally, and it also killed more than 100 million human beings. This is a scorched earth speech, and he's speaking to socialists. The people who want to do that again, yes. and more of it. Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely it's absolutely fantastic. Was that it? Was there anything else we didn't hit? Um, I think we got to most of the important stuff uh, um there's a building illusion your boyfriend uh reporting illegal immigrant from haiti charged with raping a development developmentally disabled person in boston was released from jail into the community after okay. the sanctuary jurisdiction in dorchester refused to honor ice's detainer request great imagine that of course, that's great ice in boston just found and re-arrested him and they called the local decision to release him without notice disturbing Yep, let the rapists go. Let them go. Jesus, goodness sakes. All right, Alice, what is the hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline, or you can leave a chat chat message for the show. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sign off for the week, Alice. I'm having fun this week. Know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Mm -hmm. You have your show in Connecticut for three hours tomorrow. That's right. That's right. You ready? I'm ready. Hi, Steve from Aramek. Hey, Steve. Um, regarding the transgender actor, actress, yes, mm -hmm. Sarah Ramirez, yeah, yeah. being fired from the Sex and the City reboot, yes, for being an annoying character. <laughs> I think she's got a pretty good case for a for a discrimination lawsuit because if being annoying was a reason for getting <laughs> fired from that show, the entire cast would be canned immediately yes and as would the writers and directors it's the most annoying television program in history well, nobody even the chicks that watches like sex it in the city found its ratings annoying, are lower than whale <laughs> but somehow it carries on anyway thank you i agree with you man it was never funny the fact that women loved it so much just showed that women like aren't ready for prime time when it comes to understanding comedy and what's funny etc it, it and 
and it's really, I mean, it's a, it's such a pat on the head. Just give them shoes, lots of casual sex, tears, sitting in the corner in the, in the kitchen with a huge spoon, eating a thing of ice cream after just another another relationship didn't work out. We'll do fancy scenes at the Met. God, you guys are gross. Your gender sucks. I mm-hmm. hate you. All. I saw you posted that clip today about how you're done with women. Yeah, I, I am, and I'm going to start a bigger movement. I'm going to be the Gloria Steinem for an anti-women movement, and I'm bringing uh, ISIS with me, and uh, Boko Haram or Proko Haram or mm-hmm. Boko Haram. Yeah, and um, and every radical. Um, um, jihadist regime, and we're going to mm-hmm. have a cooperative. And Morgan, probably too. Yes, yes. Morgan's coming with me too. <laughs> He's my uh, ambassador. <laughs> Hold on, Steve. Hold on. Hold on, Dr. Cheswick. Did we finish hey, Steve's Tom, message? Uh, actually, that was not me on the chump yeah, line. That was not I you. I do leave chump line messages sometimes for Howie, but they never seem to get on. They've got some regular callers who are really good. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I usually forget to call in there, but I always remember to talk to you guys. Thank you. Uh, One thing I wanted to um, mention was, you know, in that, in that news story about them closing the Walgreens in Nubian square. Mm -hmm. Yes. Greedy corporations don't close stores. They open more. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how it's greedy to close a store. Great point. And And I know what Alice was getting at. That when you just turn a blind eye to crime, it continues to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's all I had that's to say. That's a great point. I'm wishing you both the best of a Thursday evening. Thank you, Dr. Cheswick. Good night. I will be stealing that. Greedy companies don't close doors. They open them. I'll be stealing that tomorrow for WTIC. Without attribution, Alice. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Steve. Steve. Hey, Steve. Um, just a comment on the woman at the world economic forum yes. who was blowing in people's faces <laughs> yes <laughs> Tom, it, that was one of the best segments i've heard in a long time because i only generally just listen to the show yeah but it sounded on audio like she was sneezing in all yes. of their faces which is fantastic but it, it also it was so frequent it sounded like it you know mrs steve from merrimack in my home in my home when, you know, the air filters are more than two months old. Yes. I understand. You know I mean? Alice does. I know, Steve. The same, Alice does the same thing. <laughs> and your sneezes come in threes and then sixes and nines. You people. That's why. No. No more women. women. <laughs> You're flawed. We're canceled. Anyway, and also, is this an admission by the World Economic Forum that COVID is no longer a concern? I guess I mean, so. She's blowing in their face. <laughs> She's indigenous, and not Steve. from six feet away. I, I should assume. Yes. No. Anyway, thank you for sharing that. That made my day. We Good. got a couple comments because you gave a really detailed play-by-play on that video uh, yeah. of what was happening. So a few people mentioned your description. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys, um, and for. Really a good week, I thought. And, yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to join us for like live... What's that? Oh, that's your dog. Yeah. If you want to join us for the show live and chat with us live, you can do that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You also get some extra content each week. Oh, and I should always... I forgot to mention this. There's also an ad-free RSS feed, so you can listen without ads in a podcast app, etc. Always free other podcast places.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.